Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Okay, we are joined on the line then by um, our regular guest here, Ntlantla Gift Nlovu, who's a UJ physio, also Bafana Bafana physio at times when he's called up to serve the nation. And he's also brought along another physio, Dan Nseke, who has worked with the junior national teams as well as the Sundowns juniors, and they will help us and help answer your questions also. Uh, maybe let me start with you, Ntlantla. Good evening once again, and thanks for being able to speak to us tonight. Uh, good evening, Taviso, and good evening to our listeners. And Thank the... you for having yes. us again. Yes. Okay, maybe we should let Dan introduce himself because it's the first time on the show. Dan, good evening. Thanks for also being able to join us here and share your knowledge and expertise on SAFM. If you can just unmute yourself. Hi, good, Hi, good, good evening, Taviso. Hi, good evening. Okay. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, indeed, it's my first time on the on the radio show, so I appreciate uh, the invite, uh, and it's good to be here. Great, and we appreciate you coming on also. Um, then I'll start with you. Maybe I want to start by picking your brain, since you also report for duty for Bafana Bafana at times. The last game Bafana played, they beat Sierra Leone 4-0 on Saturday. Big victory, everybody's happy. But the coach of Bafana made an interesting point and said, maybe Sierra Leone are not as bad as the results suggest because they arrived in South Africa just a day before the game and they had a lot of visa issues. What are some of the effects then of a team, of, of a late arrival of a team and why is it advisable for teams to come early? Tabiso, uh, it's, it's very crucial uh, for teams to arrive early in a, in a country, especially a foreign country where they're going to play because there's a lot of factors that affect a, a traveling team. You know, uh, if you're traveling to a foreign country, you need uh, to prepare. Uh, the doctor needs to, you know, make sure that the diet for the players is well prepared. Uh, other countries, you find that maybe there's issues of malaria, uh, yellow fever, and, and other conditions. So the doctors need to prepare the team before. Sometimes they need to take the malaria tablets a couple of days before they, they travel. And then depending on where they're traveling, then there's an issue of a jet lag <coughs> that affects you know, the teams. Uh, especially if you cross uh, those uh, lines of of traveling, especially traveling towards the east, you you get more affected when it comes to to jet lag. So if a team arrives a day before uh, a game, definitely there's no recovery because the team needs to have a recovery, you know, a flush down, you know, of the system. Uh, the team needs to adjust to the climate of that country. Uh, there's issue of water, you know, most of the time when you're traveling to a foreign country, you're not supposed to be drinking, you know, tap water. You must uh, get a bottled water. There's a couple number number of things that you need to to look into. And fortunately, we we once had a situation in Bafana Bafana. You remember when we, we went to play uh, Mor- Mauritania, mm-hmm. a country that we first heard about around that time, mm. which 
which was, uh, I think it's 80% desert. We, we arrived in that country uh, on a Thursday evening. Uh, we, we couldn't get enough rooms for a team. We, we ended up sleeping, you know, around two o'clock. The following day is match day minus one. And then after that, you're going to play a game. If you remember that game, our players couldn't run. I lost 3-1. Yes, most definitely. <clears throat> so you can imagine a situation like that because of uh, not enough recovery time, not being able to adjust you know, to the climate of, of the country. So it affects the players. They can't run. They, you know, they get dehydrated quickly. You know, fatigue uh, plays in. So it, it is very important, you know, for adjusting for preparation to have enough time before the game, especially if you're coming for, from a, a, a foreign country. Okay, no, loud and clear. I remember that game against Mauritania where there was a huge outbreak, but Bafana losing to Mauritania, who was Mauritania at the time. Um, then on that note about fatigue and recovery, and while I'm watching Bafana on TV, they're playing a second game in three days. The coach has made wholesale changes uh, to this team. Obviously, he says he wants to give everybody a chance. But in this two days of a break that they have, what can a coach do here? Yeah, how much training goes in? Or is the focus on regeneration or are the players, because they're professional players, they should be used to playing um, games in such a, 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 a short space of time? Quite a few factors that can be uh, put into the picture. Um, if the load has been done properly, uh, the players should be able to be able to handle you know both two games in such a space of time because it's quite a norm nowadays that you know it's it's very easy to play two games at the same time so um the the biokinetist or the trainers they can really assist the coach in terms of planning the the training session so that it can be minimal or it can be quick and sharp or short so that you know they can have time for recovery but most of all uh, that's when the medical team has to come in there in terms of helping with the ice baths, in terms of helping with the massages, stretches, and so forth. And that will also include the proper diet, who will, which will um, ultimately help in terms of recovery. So it's a number of factors that all of them, while combined, really make sure that you know the, play, the players are quite fresh for the next game, especially in, in such a spirit, uh, short period of time. But the other thing that is important, I think, that the coach did, which is actually good, is actually rotating the players because that also, you know, uh, alleviated the load and the pressure uh, going into the next game. And what do you mean if the load is right, then they can be able to play these back-to-back games? That is prolonged training to be in simple terms. It will be prolonged training. That's one of the loading. Or if maybe, you know, uh, you play 90 games today and then you will still be expected to play 90 games in the next three days or so. That's quite heavy uh, on the on the muscles and the players, so you have to really minimize that kind of loading. Hence, I said, you know, with the use of uh, the the advice from the sports scientist or the biochemist or the physical trainers, it really help to to make sure that players are monitored as to how much they can really uh, put into 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 their their football.
Okay, interesting. Before we get into the injuries, by the way, folks, do send us your voice notes if you have any niggling injuries that you want solutions to, or if you're active and you want to avoid injuries, or if you're just trying to stay fit or trying to be healthy or lose weight and you have any questions for our physios, please get in touch with us. 061-4104-107 is the number for voice notes. I'm going to play those shortly. But uh, and, and another event that, that caught my eye this past weekend was Elliot Kipchoge, the legendary Kenyan running a marathon almost almost under two hours he ran two hours one minute and nine seconds to win in berlin on sunday he, he broke his he beat his own world record marathon by 30 seconds and they've always said that it is humanly impossible to run a marathon under two hours and um, we know he did it with that experiment but obviously it wasn't a proper marathon is it possible or what will it take for a human to run under two hours and also how much do how much does equipment help? Because these days we have all these fancy shoes that the runners use and all of that. Could that be a factor also in the times that we are seeing? Uh, Tabi, so before I can get into that one, let me give Dan uh, to, to attend to it because mm-hmm. he has more experience uh, working in uh, athletics South Africa. Oh, nice. So he, he has seen a lot of uh, runners and how to manage them so let him start and then i will fit in afterwards okay then tell us about this phenomenon then that is elliot kipchoge what is he doing right (laughs) yeah that's quite amazing (laughs) we are all shocked but uh there's nothing impossible under the sun everything is possible they say the same thing about usain bolt uh before he broke uh the world record Mm. they say the same thing about michael johnson uh, when he broke the, uh, the world record. And then, unfortunately, our own boy, Moon Van Eekerk, broke the world record in the, uh, Rio, Brazil. I was there. So I was there in the stadium. Brazil. Just thought I should put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was there. I'm not, I'm, I'm not there. <laughs> so <laughs> we were both there. Shy, but I was also there in the stadium when he took them. Yes. <laughs> 43.03. Yeah, I'll never the, forget that. Yeah, it was quite a special moment. So with the... Uh, um, with the new phenomenon, um, uh, athletes are getting faster and quicker and stronger, you know. So it, it's quite normal with the new of technology, with the new uh, uh, diet and science, especially into sports, uh, with the with the use of clothing. You know, when you have light clothing, breathable clothing, you know, you don't have heaviness, you know, on on your clothes to to wear you out and get heavy. And with the use of uh, the new shoes that he's using, which, you know, they don't like um, the force that he puts on the ground when when he runs, you know, it, it doesn't really, you know, affect him or absorb the, the, the running impact. So those kind of things, when they are all included in, it makes him to be faster and longer, but without proper training, he won't be able to do it. So we must give it out to, to the gentleman because, you know, he's putting quite a whole lot of work on his, on his part. And also with the team that he has behind, you, you saw him when he was running that year. He has yeah. a couple of athletes that were yes. also encouraging him and being part of the group to, to enhance. Because when you are alone there running, is a little bit different than when you have a company and they are pushing you to go forward. So that comfort, you know, um, and proper management in terms of the hydration also when you are running really have an influence on being faster and quicker. So it's not just a carbon fiber racing shoe. No, no, no. It's never one thing. It's mm. never one thing. It's 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 a collective of 
a lot of things like the as i've mentioned that will make sure that you 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 go in and especially with all the aspects that Ntlant just mentioned now of going into a new country and acclimatization and everything those kind of things they really help mm. and you wanted to add on that yeah no uh basically what then just said he said a mouthful because there, there's quite a lot you know that contributes towards the preparation and uh with 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 the technology and the science that we have uh that is why we usually say that sports science you know and medicine it it contributes a lot in terms of assisting athletes to to perform at their best at their peak so there's quite a lot that is invested you know into the athlete for for that athlete to be able to 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 achieve that is why you get countries uh like what britain usa you know uh now china australia they invest a lot of money in, in into the preparation mm. uh for for their athletes to to try to improve the science you know in everything that they use so that they are able to 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 perform at, at their best peak mm. uh although at the same time while including that the very same science <laughs> Uh, now I, I become the devil's advocate. You will find other countries at the same time now investing more uh, into improving the doping systems, mm-hmm. which will also assist uh, in enhancing the performance. And not that I'm saying uh, the gentleman uh, went that route because uh, people can, you know, uh, misquote me. Mm. But I'm just. Uh, mentioning other factors you know in other instances we, we we have had a number of athletes who have performed very well and then only to find five years down the line or five to ten years down the line it's dif- discovered that that person you know uh, find a better way of doping which at that time uh, maybe what i was not uh, aware of so there's a number of things but for now uh we we congratulate uh, the gentleman for you know a spectacular performance and i'm sure he's been tested a few times earlier at kipchoge and then on that note we have a, a lot of social runners and um, they're always uh doing this 10ks and half marathons during weekends and some of them called us before and after comrades saying they were taking part I, I, I know that there are also different kind of shoes um, that runners need to use. And maybe some people might not be aware of this. Um, what kind of shoes and how do you determine or how do you know which are the right shoes for you if you are a runner? Uh, so before we even go to the type of shoes, uh, most of the athletes needs to be assessed in terms of uh their body standing uh because most athletes you'll find that they have a problem of uh, plantar fasciitis of what (laughs) i I can't even repeat it (laughs) maybe you can repeat that in english 
Okay, I think he's gone. Then that's where you come in. What was he saying? No, he was saying uh, plantar fasciitis. Uh, plantar fasciitis is just a um, uh, fibrous tissue just under the feet. So when you when you like you put uh, your weight uh, when you're standing, for instance, um, there's you have an arch oh. under your foot. So that's where the plantar uh, plantar fascia runs. So when the, the fascia get inflamed, we call it a plantar fasciitis. So the fascia is just that a layer that is just under the foot. So that layer, because of a compression, because of pounding, or maybe if I can put another way, we call it overpronation. Overpronation is that when you run, um, your foot collapses on the inside, and then it overstretches that particular fascia. And that's when you develop uh, things like uh, plantar fascia when it comes to um, the, the running shoes and stuff like that, especially uh, with regards to runners. Okay, okay, that's clear then. I think we've got Tlantlantlovu back on the line. Sorry, uh, Brantlex, we just lost you there, uh, but then did tell us what, what, what you were saying there. Plant, planter, okay, I'm not even going to try. But but he mentioned pro, pronating. I know what that is. Can, can we explain pronating and, and the other one? And and why it's important then to know which kind of running style or how your feet are? Uh, the pronation, uh, the feet are, are inwardly pronated. Uh, as if you, you're going towards the kiss kiss, you know, the kiss kiss that when a person is having a knock-knees. But even if you don't have the knock-knees, but your feet are inwardly uh, twisted. So you can see with your shoes, when, when, when your shoes are wearing off, uh, always your shoes will be finished on the inside. The outer part, the sole is always uh, in, in, a, in a good uh, state. But inside, the sole will be finished then you, you should know that you, you, you have that uh, plantar fasciitis problem. So what is important is that you need to be assessed. You can go to your physio. Uh, even your doctor can, can assess you. But mostly the people who works with feet are, are the podiatrists. So the podiatrist are, will be able to measure you know, the amount of pronation that you have, and then they can be able to design an inner sole that will uh, promote the arc, the foot arc, and then bring your alignment into the right position. So same as the running shoes. Fortunately, most of these companies now, they've introduced the running shoes that has that inner soul, because they know that uh, most athletes, you know, uh, they, they suffer that problem of uh, the inward pronation. So, but if you have that plantar fasciitis, obviously you're going to have ankle injuries. You're going to have, you know, uh, calf uh, muscle injuries. You're going to have knee uh, injuries up to the back because the alignment of the, of the whole skeleton is not in the right position. So it's important uh, for one to be not able to, 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 to get the proper assessment and know what is it that needs to be corrected.
before you even buy the, the proper shoe that you, you, you want. Okay, good one there. So go check it out. Uh, if you are going to buy shoes, let them test your feet or check your feet and advise you on which shoes uh, you can buy. You can see the shoes always have, some shoes have this gray thing there on the inside of it. And I think that's what he's talking about, that protection if you if, if you pronate or you go the other way. But then uh, besides running, there are also people who are trying to lose weight or stay fit here and, and just be healthy. Even our producer here, he now goes to the gym every day. He comes to work with a big water bottle, like trying to show off that he's gymming. Are there different training or exercises then for the different goals that people want to achieve? Or how do you ease yourself into a specific training program? Before we can really concentrate much on the training program, we have to concentrate on the diet. You know, um, for you to really control your weight, you have to control what gets into your mouth. That's where we start. Because um, whatever that you put in, mouth, in your mouth, you eventually have to burn. So it means if I'm going to uh, eat 1,000 calories of whatever that I put in, it means I must train almost 2,000 for, to, for 2,000 calories to be burned in order to burn what I've ate, mm. eaten, or, and on top of that, what I the, the, I have to ban or the fat that is I already have, so to speak. So it's, it's, it's all about diet. We need to start right there. When you eat properly, that's exactly how you're going to be. And then from there, then you can start with your normal cardio. That's where we start normally. We just start with your cycling, with your rower, with your orbit track. You know, um, uh that's where you start. And then after that, then you can maybe graduate into um, slow running. And we, we, with time, then you can go and incorporate strength training. So it's a buildup. You don't just start and go to the maximum. You start small, pace yourself uh, for, for, for two weeks or to four, to four weeks. And then from there, you can increase the load. If you are not willing to maybe get your physical trainer or... or, or anybody who is medically orientated to help you with those kind of things. But the main thing about losing weight is controlling what you eat. That's where we start. If we don't emphasize the problem of eating, we're not really going to resolve uh, a lot of weight issues uh, in the whole world. But training definitely does help. But it's just that we have most training uh, problems uh, because people are just trying to do the wrong thing. So are you saying training starts in the kitchen? It starts in the kitchen. <laughs> that's where it starts. Wow. Okay, that ex- that's where it starts. That, that explains a lot of things. Okay, do we have voice notes? Maybe we can go to the voice notes. The lines are open. Um, let's play some of the voice notes. Hi, Tabizo. Um this question is maybe not physio um, related, but um, I was watching the rugby on Saturday, and this guy Georgie Barrett had an open wound wound on his head, and it was bleeding probably throughout the game. What I like to know from those guys is, well, how is it possible for a guy to to play with an open wound wound bleeding, and he's seemingly not even bothered by it? I mean. There's no intention even to go off the field. How is it possible? What are they giving these guys in order not to feel that pain or, or, or just continue playing like that? This is JK from the Western Cape. 
Okay, thanks for that, uh, uh, JK. Jody Barrett playing with an open wood. You can even see the blood. Who wants to take that? Why is he allowed to play? Uh, so that one, I don't understand. How, how was he allowed to continue playing? Because normally in the field, if you, you're bleeding, uh, the coach, uh, the referee mm. will make sure that the medical team must attend to you to cover that bleeding because it's not allowed for a player, you know, to continue bleeding while being in contact with other players. So I'm not sure exactly what happened mm. uh, in, in, in that situation because most of the time when there's such injuries, uh, the doctor or the physio will be there to make sure that they cover uh, that that injury to to compress the bleeding. So in under normal uh, circumstances, uh, a player is not allowed to continue playing while the blood is still oozing, coming out. Okay, yeah, no, that's also what I've seen. I mean, in the past, and they will always bandage you if 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 the blood is coming out and make sure that they stop the bleeding. Then, okay, then just back to and, and, yes? and even even yes? even worse, even worse. With such a situation, a, a player with, you know, a, a head injury, that cut is in the head mm. and that it classifies that injury as a head injury. Because once you have that head injury, the doctors need to assess if it's not concussion. Because if you concussed, uh, chances that you can collapse are very high. So I don't know how did the medical team attend to that player in terms of assessing you know the concussion and also you know arresting the bleeding because there's a number of things that needs to be considered for that player to be able to continue on the field yes especially in rugby because they've got those hia protocols there for for head injuries we've seen head injury assessment is what it's called i think and and um, guys have had to take time off if, if they were concussed or had a head injury during the match. Yes. But then just back to the beginner's guide now of how to get into your fitness program. You spoke about how it all starts in the kitchen then and you must ease yourself into it. What are the dangers then if you start on a treadmill or if, if you just start on a treadmill and you do 20 minutes or you're just trying to go too hard? Why is it important just to ease yourself in and what are the common injuries that can be suffered here? Okay, before I would like to attend to that, uh, I just want to add up on what Ntantai just said now. Remember, with, with regards to rugby, um, when you get uh, bleeding, especially over the head because of the collision, you, 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 you get, you know, the, the medics need to arrest the swelling, I mean, the bleeding. Now, after they've arrested it, it doesn't mean that it will completely stop. Sometimes you'll have the... Um, cases whereby the blood oozes through the gauze or whatever they, they try to support and then at the moment where they apply the protection they, they just, just see that you know they manage to arrest the bleeding at that moment but as soon as the the the, the player continue playing remember that the bandage will start to shift and then that's when you, you also get a lot of blood coming out but remember the, the everybody who's watching on tv can see what we do not see while we are on the field. Mm. We can only be notified, maybe probably by, by the referee to say, you know, the, uh, the protection that you've put on this player is not sufficient. So this player needs to come out again. Mm. Or maybe you'll find that the bleeding now is on the shirt when they are when they are continue playing. 
So that's many reasons why uh, the player was probably maybe allowed to continue. I do not expect or think that, you know, maybe it's a problem on the medical team whereby they forced or they allow the player who they can visibly see that there's a blood there and they allow that particular player to continue with play. I, I don't think it's, it's very possible. So I think it's those instances whereby you will continue to bleed. And it, it does happen that you arrest the bleeding. As long as you don't suture it, then prob probabilities are it's still going to continue after a few minutes or so. Yeah, and okay, then, Dr. Um, Mampane must come and explain here next time we have this conversation. <laughs> yes, sir. You will definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, with, with, with the regards of easing into uh, training session, you are preventing things like uh, muscles, muscle strains. You are uh, preventing chances of getting muscle strain. A muscle strain is just an over-tearing uh, or an over-stretching of, of, of muscles because of, you know, you are trying to contract the muscles quicker and then they are not ready. To, to, to handle the force of maybe running on a treadmill and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So by doing it gradually, you are building and preparing your muscles in order to be able to handle the load of whatever activity that you are doing. So maybe in an instance whereby you're using weight or dumbbells and stuff like that, you have to start small so that your muscles and your body can be able to adjust. The minute you try to impress your neighbor who is now lifting 100 kg and then you are a beginner that's when you have uh, chances of you know straining your muscles and spraining your joints so that's the reason why you have to ease up into whatever activities that you do okay we've got another voice voice note that's just come in evening member and got i hear him when he says that you cannot out gym a bad diet but my question is how do we deal with uh belief at especially if you consume holy water okay belly fat how do we deal with belly fat then people have serious problems out there uh, belly fat is um extra storage for the lack of proper weights or to make it simple whereby the most of your fat they go into that area especially you know when you are a little bit at your 30s 40s and whatever because your metabolism starts to go a little bit slower so that's why when we speak about science we are not only talking about physiotherapies doctors um uh, biokinetists we're also talking about dietitians and nutritionists so it's, it's it's a teamwork a proper team has all those people incorporated in so if maybe you continue to go to the gym and then you are not seeing a lot of improvement, that's when you can also consult with the dietitian or a nutritionist so that they can advise you on how to deal with such things. I didn't hear the part about water. He was saying something about... Eh? Holy, holy, holy water. Yeah. Holy water. <laughs> oh, oh, of course. Okay. You guys understand what he was saying? <laughs> Referring to the castle light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the big problem here. The holy yeah. water. <laughs> Should he stay off the holy water? <laughs> no, no, besides, I think there's this um, uh, the way of other people thinking that when you drink a lot of water, you increase your chances of, you know, burning fat and stuff like that. Um, 
I don't think that is correct. Water plays a role because 80% of what we have is water in our bodies. So water plays a significant role in so many things, uh, including the function, the well functioning of the tissues. But it doesn't mean that if you drink water, automatically it means you're gonna burn your fat. It doesn't work like that. Have your water so that you can stay hydrated and then you can continue with your gym work, including your proper diet and proper advices. And definitely that particular fat will, uh, will, will burn out. Okay, as we wrap up, Entlanta, uh, the last time you were on the show, you gave us some advice on how people can deal with injuries and the kind of exercises that they can do. What kind of activities can, can people do if they, they want to be active and they're just trying to get into the routine? What, what would you advise? Uh, <clears throat> one, it's about being active. Doing normal walks. Uh, it keeps one active. Uh, running, uh, it keeps one uh, active. You know, one can start with uh, short distances of running, jog- light jogging. And uh, if you can afford going to a gym or you have community gyms where you can have, you know, programs, uh, you can do that. There are other programs that you can do yourself at home. Fortunately, now we have, uh, you know, Google, which supplies us with a, a lot of information. So you can, you know, get some of the training programs that you can do yourself at home, you know, to <clears throat> bring yourself into fitness, whether it's, it's cardio exercises, the running, walking, that is part also of doing the cardio, uh, improving on your cardio system. Then you need to also do your core exercises, uh, which also works. The core exercises also work on that, uh, you know, belly fat that we're talking about. Uh, you can also do muscle strengthening while doing, you know, those exercises yourself at home. There's there's a number of programs that you you, you can do yourself other than going to the gym or getting weights and, and all that, because that is uh, sometimes costly for other people. They are not able to, 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 to can go to a gym, gym and subscribe, but you can have a program that you can do yourself at home to keep yourself active, to strengthen yourself, to improve on your cardio, your heart uh, system, so that you are able to improve your endurance. Okay, wonderful. And where can people find you guys uh, in Tantla? For more info, if they want to consult and all those things. Uh, I'm at UJ. Uh, so is then. But uh, I also have my private company, Gift Physios and Partners, which uh, can be reached um, at 082-766-4314. And uh, on Facebook... We have the Gift Physio and Partners page. And then on Twitter, uh, it's my personal handling, the Gift M2. Okay, wonderful. Thanks for speaking to us. We'll catch up again in the next couple of weeks. Dan, it's been a pleasure having you also. Hopefully, we'll see you in studio the next time we have this conversation. Thank you very much for having me, Toby. So I appreciate it. And I will just, just encourage everybody. There is a gift for you. It's got 
best hands in the, in the team. And, uh, it doesn't mean so you can just go to him okay. if you want to consult privately. Okay, that's a good point. And by the way, there's a message here from Dr. Phil Mauma, who's a family physician in midstream and dr phil says great and informative informative show i'm learning and being refreshed as i listen to colleagues in the multidisciplinary healthcare field thanks dr phil for that maybe we can also bring you on sometime if you have something to add but thanks gentlemen we'll catch up again soon thank you very thank much. you thank you Taviso, and thank you to the listeners uh, for allowing us to share the information and educate our people thank you Okay, still 1-0 to Bafana in the 90th minute against Botswana and an announcement that's just been made is that Fadlu Davids has just been appointed as assistant coach of Russian side Lokomotiv Moscow. So he's going to work there with uh, Joe Zinbauer. Remember him from Pirates.